This is the Pubcast. I'm John Loomer, and today I'm going to talk about my five Facebook ads tips for March. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Oh, man. Welcome back to the Pubcast. Boy, do I have a story for you. Just so you know, it happens to everybody. Um, I popped open, so you know what the original drink was, a Shandy by Eddie Lime Brewery. So, ale made with fresh lemon puree. It's more of a summer drink, so April 1st, April Fool's, I don't know. Um, drank it. It uh, did me quite nicely, and I thought it was a good show, right? Recorded the whole thing, 35 minutes. Uh, got to the end, uh, went, ate dinner, by the way, uh, because it was time. I was like, oh, I'll come back down after dinner, and I will edit this, this baby. And that episode was nowhere to be found. Turns out, the microphone was not working. It took me a while to figure that out. After I tried to record a pubcast shot, did not work. Oh, it's a long story. Anyway, I am determined. And you know why I'm determined? Because if I don't record this, this is 9.45 at night right now on Friday night, the day I normally publish my pub, my pubcast, my full episode. And if I don't publish today, my streak of, I believe, 143 consecutive days of pubcast episodes will be broken. I can't let that happen. So... I'm on drink number two, uh, which, which means that this is going to be a potential adventure. And I apologize up front. Um, yeah, I'm a lightweight. I, I admit it. I am now working on a red wine of some sort. It's a Roche. I, I don't know what it is beyond that. It's good, though. And I've already had a glass, so you know how it's going to be. Cheers to you, my friend. Bottoms up. Okay. So what I'm doing here, what I did earlier and did not record, was I wanted to do a podcast version of my five tips, my fa- five Facebook ad tips webinar. So this is a free webinar that I'm doing that I, in 2022, I started in January, and I'm going to try to do it at least through this year, every single month or as close to it as I can, where I'm going to, this is going to be my list builder, my main list builder, offer five main tips uh, to, to anyone who wants to listen to me. And so I've done it for January, February, March. And this time I wanted to do a version for you for the podcast, which will be a little bit different, right? You got slides, you might have visuals. Slides I feel like are kind of slow. There's there's just not much. uh, I don't know. This will be a little bit more casual, obviously, right? And so the the kind of the way this is structured, these five tips every month. And so far, every, every month I've, I've offered different tips, but I've left it open and I can repeat some. It's no big deal, but I just want it to be as updated as possible. Is It's going to co- uh, cover five different topics. First is targeting. Second is optimization. Third is attribution and reporting. Fourth is strategy. Fifth is business and account. So stuff within your business manager. Um, if you want to get access to these going forward, and you can get, you can watch all the prior episodes, go to johnlimmer.com slash five tips. That's the number five tips. 
and you can subscribe. It's a free subscription. And so you'll get login credentials. So you can go to powerhittersclub.com and, and you can watch the prior um, episodes. But also you'll be invited to a Facebook group where the next free webinar will be there. And you can stay in that Facebook group for as long as you want. And all future free webinars will go there as well. Again, that's johnlumber.com slash five tips. But we're going to get to that right now after this drink. Cheers. All right, so the first tip is on targeting. And look, some of this stuff is going to be a revisiting because we've, we've talked about a few of these topics on Pubcast Shots. But I also feel like here with, I don't know, three drinks, <laughs> I can expand a little bit on my, my thoughts. Um, we've got a little bit more time. So this one is, are interests inaccurate 30% of the time? So North Carolina State University conducted two different experiments. And the results of those experiments suggest that interests are inaccurate 30% of the time. Now, if you've been using Facebook ads for a long time, if, I don't know, if, if you've ever dove into how Facebook can target you by interest, this might not be completely shocking. It's, I'm not saying that all interests are inaccurate, but I would say that unless you are able to latch on to that extremely accurate interest, um, it can be really frustrating. So what this study kind of realized was that Facebook fails to consider context. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, ding, ding, ding. Yes, but here's the example that they give. You create a post about how you, about how you hate green cheese. An interest for green cheese is then inferred. So you can then be targeted based on the green cheese interest. Yeah. That's, oh my God. I mean, I, I think I've talked about this before. I created a campaign um, for, t for traffic. I want to drive traffic to my, my website promoting a blog post. And this was a very technical blog post that would only um, interest Facebook marketers and those who are really deeply into this stuff. It was about rules and just technical stuff. And... Um, I, I targeted interests at first, then included all these various Facebook advertising, Facebook, mar not, Facebook marketing, digital marketing, digital, all that kind of stuff, right? And got lots of clicks. But guess what was happening? I was getting all kinds of comments from people who just hate ads, right? They're clearly not advertisers, clearly not marketers. So how do you explain that they would be in such an interest. Well, maybe if a prior, they saw one of these ads in, or, or posts in their newsfeed before related to advertising, they commented on it negatively. They provided the, neg the angry reaction. Facebook says, oh, they're interested in Facebook advertising, <laughs> right? That's what I'm seeing. Well, the result of this, is it can negatively impact your advertising success, obviously. So the two experiments North Carolina State University did, there's the first one. They created 14 Facebook user accounts, 
And the researchers then control the demographic data and behavior. And then those interests were tracked. And so if you're not familiar, this is found within your ad preferences. For each user, you, you can see what um, interests are used to target you. 33% of those interests, they decided, these, these researchers, were found to be inaccurate or irrelevant. Now, let me say quickly that I have to be a little skeptical of that. Like, how do you measure that? At what point is this interest just okay? And at what point is it inaccurate? At what point is it sort of relevant? And at what point is it irrelevant, right? But again, I have seen it firsthand in my own ad preferences that it kind of lines up. But they're going to do another study too. So in the second one, um, researchers rec recruited 146 participants. And they're from all across the world. And they agreed to add a browser extension. And the researchers then collected data on each user's interests. And those participants were then asked about the accuracy of their interests. Now, again, the interests that Facebook said they had. Um, I'm not a big fan of polls because I feel like what people say they think and what they actually do are often different. But this one lines up. They were, in this case, they said that the interests were inaccurate about 29% of the time. Previously, it was 33% of the time. So you can find out what interests Facebook can, or advertisers can use to target you. And this has been around for years and years and years. And I have cleaned mine up before in the past. But they are still garbage. <laughs> right? So if you go, it's uh, that arrow at the top right when you're in Facebook you go into settings and privacy and then settings. There are like seven clicks to get there. You have to go into ads, then your ad settings, and you'll see categories used to reach you and then interest categories. It just goes on and on and on. Some of the interests I found to be extremely relevant and honestly kind of creepy. Others, I didn't even know what they were. And still others, just outdated, if anything. I'm like, well, maybe at one point I cared about diapers, but my youngest is now 14 years old. Right. Um, and there's some others still that are just so broad and general that I'm like, this could apply to anybody. So, for example, paper, fire, mail, machine, document. Those were all some of my interests. Like, who would, well, first of all, yeah, who would target those? But that just seemed weird to me. So, bottom line is this it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't use interest. I mean, you can make the argument that Facebook's just creating this, this wider net based on engagement with these things. And then they can figure out when they're optimizing what is good engagement and bad. And all, but I don't see that, right? With, with any, any kind of traffic or engagement or any of that kind of ads. Like Facebook seems to think if you just engage with my stuff that, that you like it, which is absolutely not true. But there are probably good interests and bad. Um, if you have success, then so be it. But you should be aware of these issues. Um, feel free to check how you know interests are assigned to you because you might be curious. It, it could open some eyes. And just make sure to test. Test a whole bunch to find out what works for you. I guess I need a drink, huh? Cheers. Oh, this is going to be a long one, isn't it?
This is going to be tough. All right, the second one, optimization. And we're going to talk about optimizing for value. So when you optimize for conversions, so when you're selling something, understand that it doesn't consider value. So you may have products at a whole bunch of different price points. It could be you could have $10 products, $100 products, $500 products, $5,000 products. But the system's goal is going to be the same. It's going to be trying to get you the most conversions as possible at the lowest cost. But of course, it's going to be easier to get the conversions in most cases at the $10 price point, right? Or whatever that price point may be. But you can also shift that focus to value. So in order to do that, you'll need to collect value with the pixel as a parameter, which honestly should be automatic. I think technically this is required, but maybe not with the purchase event. Um, you can then optimize for the highest value purchase, right? So as a result, Facebook's going to be trying to get you the most value, not just the highest volume of conversions. There, that will lead to undoubtedly fewer conversions, but hopefully a higher return on ad spend. You can then also use the minimum return on ad spend bidding. Just don't get too cute with that. So the other thing to keep in mind with this is nowadays with the whole iOS 14 plus stuff, um, you need to rank, rank your events. And when you rank those events, value will need to be turned on with your purchase event. So when you do that, that's going to generate four value set ranges. And that will be automatically generated for you by Facebook uh, for your web events. Um, but that means it will take up at least four of your eight ranking slots. So you'll have to determine whether that is something that you really, really want. Um, if you, if like Maybe you didn't have that many events in the first place that you had ranked, uh, but you're going to have to kick some out otherwise. So you'll have to, to sort that out. But, you know, this is something that I've experimented with a little bit. Now, I don't feel like my business is quite the the primary focus of such a feature. I mean, I think you've got to be more of someone who has a whole bunch of different products, different price lines, and uh, but it's good to try out. All right, let's take a drink and move on to number three. Cheers. All right, number three, attribution and reporting. I've talked about this one before, standardized attribution setting. This is kind of cool, kind of frustrating at the same time. So attribution, as you probably know, is how credit for a conversion is given to an ad. So I don't know why, but Facebook removed the compare attribution feature along with all the other iOS 14 plus changes that happened in 2021. That old feature was something I used religiously. It allowed you to break down conversions by window. So seven-day click, one-day click, one-day view. And you can see them compared to one another, how many of those reported conversions fell into each window. It provided really important context that then disappeared. So the issue, once that went away, biggest one was remarketing. And... The reason for that was view-through conversions. So if you're not familiar, basically someone can see your ad, not click it, but if they go to your website and convert within a day, your ad's going to get credit for a conversion, right? 
Um, that's most likely going to happen with remarketing because you're going to be targeting people who are already on your email list or who visit your website regularly anyway. Maybe they don't click your ad. They act on an email from you or visit your website later that day. Just coincidentally, your ad will then get credit for conversions. And eh, you know, sometimes I've, I've argued that would that's kind of inflated as a result. And actually, I've seen times where it just makes zero sense because I'll have more conversions than even link, link clicks, and that doesn't make sense at all. So the other issue was non-conversion campaigns. So with the new way, you could say, okay, if you don't like view-through conversions, just get rid of them. Just at, at the ad set level with the conversion campaign, you control the attribution setting. Just make it seven-day click or one-day click. Remove the one-day view. Fine. But if it's not a conversion campaign, you can't do that. And if you add columns for, other, for your conversions, um, conversion events for like a traffic campaign, engagement campaign, video views, reach campaigns, um, it's going to be automatically seven-day click, one-day view. can't do anything about it. So you're not going to know how many conversions are happening in each window. Oh, I don't know what, I don't know how it is that I had no idea about this feature. Well, partly because it was buried, but I don't know why no one ever told me about it. And nobody in my community even knew about it. And it's standardized attribution settings because it's, it helps solve a lot of these issues. So this is super buried. It's not found in Ads Manager. It's only found in your custom ad reports. And for whatever reason, you must select two ad accounts to turn it on. Don't know why. Um, the requirement feels completely random and unnecessary. The other ad account doesn't even need to be like active. Like You don't have to run ads on it. Because I just select a test ad account that I created. And all of a sudden, ding, 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 it turns on. Right, But the fact that it exists in the first place makes me ask, why was the old compare attribution removed at all? Why is this feature so hard to find? Because it's so valuable. It's necessary. Now, regardless, it's a great replacement. And uh, let me tell you about it. So again, you got to be in your custom ad reports. If you're not familiar, you can get there in a couple ways. Either in that... Um, hamburger menu, you go down to analyze report and go to ads reporting. Or if you're in your ads manager and you have your columns the way you like them, which is what I like to do, far right, drop down, there's one you can create a custom ad report. When you're there, you're going to see a button at the top for, it's going to say one ad account. You're going to click that and you're going to want to select a second ad account because at the top, you'll see standardized attribution setting, but the little slider there is going to be grayed out. You can't turn it on unless you select another ad account. I have no idea why. It makes no sense. So once you do that, um, you'll then be able to select from a dropdown to view re your results based on seven-day click, one-day click, seven-day click and one-day view, or one-day click and one-day view. It's only going to be one, one at a time. You can't compare uh, individual columns like before, but it's at least something. Let me give you an example. So this honestly was the campaign that got me freaked out in the first place months ago. And it was a remarketing campaign. It was a reach campaign that was promoting blog posts. And I was getting more reported conversions than link clicks, which absolutely made no sense. So I'll give you some general numbers here. So the, the default at seven-day click, one-day view 
was about 2,000 link clicks. Now, I had a custom event for two-plus page views per session, which would indicate a quality visit, right? Well, that, that reported close to 6,000 events, so about three times as many link clicks. Obviously not possible. And the registrations was 194, which, again, this was promoting blog posts. 194 out of 2,000, so almost 200 registrations out of 2,000 link clicks, highly unlikely. And then seven purchases, again, promoting blog posts, that would be great, highly unlikely. But then, thankfully, because of this tool, I removed view through, and it became a little bit better, right? Still seven-day click, 2,000 link clicks. Now the um, two-plus page views per session dropped from about 6,000 to close to 3,000. Still way too many. It's still more than link clicks. Uh, and you can explain that because, again, these are people who maybe did click on my link on the ad. But they came back a whole bunch of times because that's what they do. Those are my people. Um, registrations dropped in half. So now it's close to 100 out of 2,000 link clicks. Still feels like too many. Purchases now down to three from seven before. Again, I'm like, well, maybe, I guess. But I'm promoting blog posts, so yeah, whatever. And then finally, I did a one-day click. So with 2,000 link clicks, the uh, two-plus page views per session now dropped in half again to about 1,500 from 3,000. And registration is now all the way down to about 50. Remember, it was close to 200 before. And now there is no purchase. So the bottom line is this. Um, it's not that all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my campaign wasn't that great after all. I'm so sad. No, now it's actually realistic because before I knew it was wrong and it made my results completely worthless. And that makes me want to drink. Let's move on to the next one. Cheers. Number four, strategy, Meta Advantage Suite. So, oh man, Meta Advantage Suite. Have you heard of this? Facebook's consolidating all of its automation products. So they say the benefits of this are optimization, personalization, and efficiency. And right now, this is really just a rebranding effort. Like these are all previously existing features. We're just going to rename them, basically. So the bigger question here is what this means for the future. Because the changes are coming, right? But let's talk about Meta Advantage Suite. So there are a few features uh, that were laid out in this rebranding, and one of them is Advantage Lookalikes. Now, this is previously called, or maybe even currently, Lookalike Expansion. And you're probably familiar, Facebook automatically expands your lookalike percentage, right? If, you know, they, they think that you can get more or better results. So you can go out with 1% lookalike, and then maybe Facebook will expand it. And this will be automatically enabled for conversions, value, and app events optimization. Up next, so you might remember Detailed Targeting Expansion. That's being renamed to Advantage Detailed Targeting, and it's falling under this Meta Advantage suite. So very similar to the Lookalike Expansion. Um, the Detailed Targeting, so basically your interests and behaviors and things like that, whatever you put in there, it can be automatically expanded if Facebook thinks it will lead to more and better results once again. And it won't apply, it won't expand your country and age and gender and that kind of stuff. And you can actually opt in 
for certain optimization options. Otherwise, it's automatically enabled for conversion value in app events. Now, my big, my big issue with both of these expansions, and actually it looks like I'm part of a test for custom audience expansion as well, which makes me nervous, is that we have no idea when the audience is actually expanded. What I mean by that is technically when it's on, it doesn't mean that the audience is automatically enormous. It means that if Facebook thinks with its modeling and whatnot, that if it expands the audience here and there to get you more results, it will do it. But we don't know when the audience is, is expanded. We don't know how often it is. We don't know how many results came from that expansion. And that's my big, my big pet peeve with expansion. But let's move on beyond that. Oh man, also within Meta Advantage, Advantage Plus placements, all that is is automatic placements. So that's been around for years. whoop de doo um, And then Advantage Plus Creative. No, we're not talking about dynamic creative because that would be too easy. This is dynamic experiences, which is a relatively new feature. And um, with Advantage Plus Creative, Facebook will automatically generate multiple versions of your ad. And the version that's showed to each individual will depend upon what they're gonna to respond to or they think they're gonna to respond to. So the type of enhancements include image brightness, contrast, filters, aspect ratio, optimized text per person, you know, that swapping uh, of text combinations, adding templates to a feed image, and adding labels from your Facebook page, like the likes and your ratings. And then um, Advantage Plus app campaigns, which was otherwise known as automatic app ads, which just kind of streamlines the setup process for the app um, campaigns and just removes some of your options there. And then finally, Advantage Plus shopping campaign, which I don't know if some people have this yet or not, but it, it's definitely something that's not completely rolled out yet, um, otherwise known as automated shopping ads, and it should be rolled out by the end of the year. So I don't, I don't know a whole lot about that. One of the questions I have is, well, they didn't even mention Advantage Plus campaign creation, which has been tested since October, and it's called Advantage Plus, right? So what I don't like about that is what I don't like about a lot of these features. Like, it doesn't really do anything. All it does is strip away control. So there are basically uh, like six or seven defaults that Facebook just won't let you adjust. So things like the bid strategy, the whether or not you use dynamic creative, placements, the optimization for delivery, the attribution setting, all those things are set in stone now. You can't change them. There's no added benefit. It just saves you from you know, hurting yourself, I guess, if you don't know what you're doing. But it's like the boost button for Ads Manager. So what does all this, all this mean? I mean, look, most of this isn't new that we've talked about here. The, and really the focus in all of this is, is automation. Now, even though nothing's new yet, new features are going to come. And what we're seeing here is with each of these features, you're gonna have fewer options as an advertiser. There's gonna be more automation. There's gonna be less control. There's gonna be more trust in the system. So is that good? Sometimes, but honestly, I'm a little concerned. And that's a whole other topic that probably we should, we should talk about later. I'm gonna have another drink before we try to get to number five. Glug, glug, glug.
And number five, business and account, how to share a pixel, also closely related, uh, how to share a custom conversion. So if you've got a new client, I hope to have an existing pixel because if you set up a new one, you're going to lose all that history. It's really important for optimization, for targeting, and things like that. So you should be granted access to that pixel within business settings. And you can then access the events in your events manager. You're going to need, though, separate access for the custom conversions. So from your partner or from, from your client's business manager account, they're going to need to add you as a partner. Now, people are added when they are employees. So as a partner, you can then be given specific access to the pixel. So either partial access would allow you to view and analyze performance, run conversion ads, or full access. In that case, you can create, edit, view pixels, add or remove pixel events, create pixel audiences, and of course, create conversion ads. So the process isn't really all that hard. Once they add you as a partner, there's a section for your pixel. You can share that pixel with a partner and then determine what kind of access you get. Of course, access to that pixel doesn't mean access to the custom conversion, and that creates a bunch of confusion, especially when it comes to like ranking events and things like that. Like, I have access to the pixel. Why can't I see this custom conversion, which I want to rank or I want to optimize for or whatever it be? That needs to be shared separately. So similar process, but the client will first need to add the custom conversion to Business Manager and then share it with you as a partner. Easy enough? All right, let's finish this drink. Last call. Last call indeed. All right, so that's just a sampling of my five tips, really my webinar, but obviously we didn't do it as a webinar today. If you want to get access to these five tips, which should be different and fresh every single month, go to johnloomer.com slash five tips. And you can register, sign up. You can then get a, a login credential where you go to powerhittersclub.com. You can watch all the prior episodes. And you'll also be invited to a special Facebook group. When you join that, that's where I'm gonna, gonna host the next live edition every month usually the last thursday of the month something like that i don't know so i hope to see you there thanks for joining me again today oh man and thanks for your patience because this is the most i've had to concentrate on a pubcast because normally i don't have three drinks before i start and i apologize if it was a little sloshy thanks for joining me again today until next time do awesome things i'm out